Sad trombone. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great one. It's New Year's Eve. It's the last on taking pictures of 2013. I'm a little sad, but I'm a little I'm a little hopeful too. Well, you know what? It's the it's the end of one thing and the beginning of something else, Jeffrey. Right. Every every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Yeah, but and 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 every every rose has its thorn. Uh, I'll take the semisonic reference. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if we're gonna choose a bad song to reference, oh, I'm, come I'm on. gonna go with semisonic. We Brett Michaels, we love you. <laughs> uh, this is on taking pictures. We're here uh, each and every week. Talking about photography, talking about more more the why than the how, but sometimes sometimes the how. You know, right? I, you know what it is. I think that well, I'm going to jump right in here, and and we'll come back to it after. <clears throat> but I think that uh, we should do another small little segment to the show, like our photographer of the week. Yeah, and maybe do like a like a little uh, tip tip thing. of the week. Yeah, tip of the week thing. Just and, the tip. Not a not a gear thing, but just like a you know like a a concept, an idea, a little like trick, you know. Right. Okay. Because there are little tricks, you uh, know. I, I think that's good. Yeah. I think that's good. Just little little things. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay. So so. But we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Uh, hey, let me say that the the two things. Number one, <clears throat> this is right up front because I don't want to forget it. Yeah. Uh, Dan apparently has changed the way the contact system works on five by five. Right. Or is in the process of changing it. Right. Did you hear, did you see this or did I, this... I did see this? I did okay. see this. And uh, basically what it is, what it, this means for you guys that if you go to five by five TV slash OTP, if you go to the on taking pictures page and you click contact, it'll actually now just email Jeffrey and I. Right. So if you forget that it's podcast that on taking pictures.com uh, and you go there and write us, we will actually get it Still versus get it. some form that didn't have us on the list or Whatever it right. was last time. So anyway, I just want to put that up front and say that that's uh, that's all new in the new year. New year. Yeah. Right. So so uh, episode eighty eight. This is episode eighty eight. Yeah. On taking pictures and and here we go. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris. I'm from Faded and Blurred, and uh, with me, just chomping at the bit to get going. Apparently, we got a lot to cover. Is uh, the 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 under the weather yet still fancy? Wadman. If I cough or hack or do any of those things, I apologize uh, in advance. That wasn't me coughing or hacking. That was you. What? <laughs> um, I don't hack, mister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I that's what your kidding. clients used to say, too. <laughs> oh! oh. Um, your way. Hey, uh, on, on the uh, Google Plus group, uh, in the middle of the Christmas season, uh, they put together a little print exchange that uh, a bunch of us uh, joined in on. Um, and we're going to do more of these things in the, in the next new year. But I sent out a print and got a very nice thank you uh, from, from somebody, uh, which I'll, I'll we'll name nameless because that's the fun of it. Um, but I right. will say that – It wouldn't be very secret <clears throat> if you, you told. Well, it's not secret anymore, I guess. And I just wanted to publicly thank Mike Waller for sending me a very beautiful print of this really crazy orange rowboat. It's like leather rowboat or something on this. It's really cool. Yeah. 
um, that he sent me uh, a nice print. I, I always make fun of Mike because his last name is Waller, and I, I wrote him on on Twitter, and I said, "Please tell me somebody in your extended family is nicknamed Fats." Nice. And apparently, he 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 was very sensitive about that. So. Oh, oops. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. Um, but uh, I wanted to thank him very much publicly uh, for this beautiful print. So it's it's kind of fun getting prints from other people, you know. Print, yes, you know, and and it is. Uh, it's funny that you say that. Uh, I had a conversation with uh, with photographer friend of the show uh, just yesterday, and we were talking about it. And that's one of my goals for 2014 is is to to exchange prints with people whose work I like just, just for the sheer joy of surrounding myself with work that inspires me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool stuff. And, uh, so we're going to do more of these definitely on the group, but, uh, you know, just want to thank everybody for participating and next time we'll get even more people involved. Excuse me. Um, uh, so where are we with this show? I think we're on the precipice of something wonderful, Bill. It's not bad. No, look, we've been at, what are we, 88 episodes? 88. Which means we've been doing this for a year and a half? Sure. Somewhere in there. And and the last, you know, 50 or so have been on 5x5. Right. Do you think we're going in the right direction, Jeffrey? Yes. Do you think? Yeah. May I elaborate? Yeah, no, go ahead. One of the reasons I, I, I feel that way is... Uh, I did not think we would still be d- doing this show. You thought we'd be a, done by now? A year and a half later. I, I did. I, okay. I, I thought that we would come full circle at least once, maybe a number of times, and, and, and listeners would not dig it. They'd stop responding. Right. But, but just to my absolute joy chagrin uh yeah uh <laughs> chagrin even uh the opposite has happened yeah um and and we haven't run out of things to talk about and we do we do circle around things um but there's often a different perspective or there's often something new added into the mix which changes it a little bit mm-hmm. um and i think there's still a lot more room to grow uh, both personally and professionally. And, and I think one of the things that, that is maybe unique to this show is this is what you get. I mean, there's, there's no shtick per se. There's no persona. What we're going through is what we talk about. Yeah, if if you meet us in person, this is how we talk. This is it. Yeah, you know, and and if you if you were to listen to a conversation between Bill and I that was offline, it would sound like this. Yeah, in fact, it does sound like this. It does sound like yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and I I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for all of you guys that 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 listen and write in and and take time out of your lives to to share what you're doing back with us. Right. Uh, I I really love that. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Yeah. And, and we're almost at 800 in the group. 799. One more person. Are we really ju- at eight, uh, not at 800 yet? 799 when last I looked. Uh, I will have to, I'll have to look at that and, and see if I can figure out. I can't believe we don't have one more person who's going to sign up. There, there's going to be at least one more. There'll be a flood today. I'm predicting 
Six new people today. Six new people today. All right. Six new people. After they listen to this show. After the show. Actually, so if, you know, we have had a lot more people joining the group. It seems like there, we have more and more listeners, which is nice. I, I think that does. Always nice. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, so this last year we've covered, you know, we've talked about 88, well, 87 photographers. We've talked about your tennis balls at least 53 times. <laughs> right. Can I tell you, I was at a farmer's market the other day and I saw a, a walker with tennis balls on it and I so wanted to photograph, but it, it just didn't so, feel right. Somebody the other day or this morning <laughs> wrote something that they were driving through Rancho Cucamonga. Yes. And I was just like, if you see a guy walking along, if you see an old man walking along the highway with tennis right. balls in his walker, be careful not to hit him. Yeah. yeah. We have to Shuffling. record later today. <laughs> I was out for a walk earlier. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, it's but it, you know it's funny. You're right. We look. We, there are topics that come up over and over again, but they are topics that have come up over and over again in any discussions of this ilk for generations. Sure, it's not like we're going over the same you know two things over and over again that that people have figured out a long time ago. Right. No, you know. it's 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 the wrestling. It's the chewing over it. It's the yeah. You know, and each time it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. The the mastication just changes it just a little bit. <laughs> you remember having teeth, right? I wonder. I if, still have them. They're right over there. <laughs> I wonder how many old jokes we've we've told in the last. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? I, God, that would be a funny con uh, counter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, okay. So here's my question: Is I'm sure Bailward's got a got a spreadsheet somewhere. I, if he doesn't, he's going to soon. How how do we? <clears throat> is there anything that needs to change in the show? I think there's always something. That needs to change. <clears throat> anything? I mean, that that we you know consciously need to change. Uh, I ooh, hmm. I'm putting yes. you on the spot here. I'm just, you are a little I'm bit. just wondering, like, you know, I, I, okay. Uh, uh, yes, I would like to see, uh, more targeted challenges slash assignments in the group rather than go take a photo. It's okay. let's, let's, let's create some, some themes because there are a lot of people and, and, just even in the last few days, there have been a couple of people saying, look, I'm, I'm not good at coming up with assignments for myself or s- I, I have a hard time deciding what to shoot. OK, that's so, that, so that we could totally do. Maybe there's a there's a, a weekly guideline or a weekly suggestion, you know, okay. yeah, uh, let's put up some notes here, you know, shoot under a 30th of a second. Right, right, right. Or or shoot with one lens. And if you don't have a prime, then tape off yeah. your zoom. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. things like that. Night Nighttime long exposures. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And let's create some subfolders where those live. They don't just all go in the, 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 the photo challenges. So you'd have to dig through. Let's say, you know, 2014, week one, 2014, week two, whatever it is. Can we do that so, without having it just be a giant list? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I will try and look into that. Um, there's gotta be a way we can tag them somehow. Yes. But I think that would be, uh, uh, interesting to see how listeners and members of the group, how we, we all approach a specific assignment, what that means. And maybe some of them are more nebulous. Maybe, maybe some of them are, are just, you know, blue. How do you interpret blue? Sure. Or, 
or, you know, uh, tension? How do you interpret tension? Ooh, is it literal? Nice. Is, it, is, it, is it more esoteric? Uh, I, I would love to see how people think about these things and how they approach visualizing them as a photograph. Uh, I think that's a good idea. In fact, I like the I like the more conceptual ideas more than specific ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe you know, mix it up. Yeah, and then you know, like the the little tip section for the show. Maybe we'll start doing that next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that you know we can. It, everything has to change, Jeffrey. I agree, and 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 change is a good thing. In, I completely in minor agree. way. Not that we're changing the show in any appreciable way, but you know. no, it's it's the kaleidoscope. <clears throat> Yeah, just a little bit of a turn. Small moves, Ellie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Good reference. Thank you. Hey, Thank um, you. so this this brings you to the next step, which is what what about changing yourself? Right? You, we just look we're looking back on the show for the last year and looking forward. I mean, what about what about with your own work or with that kind of thing? Do you think that do you think that New Year's is a time to make resolutions and to 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 come up with um, uh, to, to push off in a different direction, or is that a completely arbitrary thing and, and you should push off in a new direction whenever you can? I, I tend to think the latter, though. For me, the timing is. I almost made a joke right there, and I, I'm going to hold it back. You're going to hold it in at your age. You haven't been on a ladder in years. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Wow. Uh, yeah. You tend okay. to think the latter, but I I tend to think the latter. But this this year, and I don't want to, you know, we we've talked about this before, so I don't want to dive into it too much. But the the the, the series of events, life altering events, have happened at year's end. Okay. Yes. So it's this is a perfect time for me to go. Okay. This part of my life, right, wrong, or indifferent, is 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 over, and and now what? Yeah. And how does that affect where I go? You know. Yeah. Uh, and and some of it is very personal. I'm 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 struggling with with you know the shockwaves. Yeah, yeah, the sh- that's that. Yeah, a- the aftershocks sure. of of losing my dad right. and what that means and and what it means to be a forty five year old orphan. Yeah, what does that mean? How do, how do I how do I sort of reconcile the rest of my life to that? Yeah, because it does affect me because it it it, it wells up things from from being a kid and and being sort of an orphan when my parents got divorced and, and having those feelings all over again. Yeah. You know, so, so how do, how do I go forward? And that's there, is there a concrete plan? No. It, are, are there, are there, are there pourings of an initial foundation? Yes. Right. Um, but, but what this is ultimately going to look like, I don't know. You know, I mean, what, what about you? You know, it's funny. I've been thinking a lot the past few days about whether whether mindset really does affect success or failure. 
you're not sure that it does. Uh, I what, mean, what is your position on it? My position, uh, my position tends to be that I want to think that it does have a great effect. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it just has a greater effect on how you react to reality rather than actually skewing reality, you know? Um, and I've been thinking about that a lot myself. Just, you know, I think about my work a lot. I think about the my, my the work I do for clients a lot. I think about the work I do for myself a lot. Um, and I am very self... Um, I'm pretty hard on myself in general, mm-hmm. right? But uh, yeah, you you are your harshest critic, right? I'm very and we critical. have we have talked at length about, right. and, and this is one of the reasons I think we get along so well is we we both experience criticism in very similar ways, right? And so I, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, we were talking was it last week or the week before my whole say yes thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, there are, there are things that come along. I've been more selective in the last year or so about say, saying no to things when client didn't have enough money to hire me or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They, They couldn't say yes. Or, you know, something way out of bounds from what I normally do. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm going to start doing event photography, but, but overall in general, I think opening up my scope, just trying different things is a good thing. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you're open up, opening up the shadows a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least that's, that's the idea. And, mm-hmm. and, and, but I wonder if, if the work itself doesn't even cause major changes, if just, you know, like when they, when somebody's looking to fall in love and it's just like, you just have to be open to the idea of falling in love. You ever hear of that? I do. I I have heard that, but I mm, I don't know. You don't, that, you don't believe that it exists. I don't know that I know of anybody that went. Gosh, I I really want to fall in love now. I no, and and this is why I am a little cynical about the whole thing. But mm-hmm. I wonder if being open to falling in love when something does come along, you're more likely to either appreciate it or even know that it is. You know, to recognize mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So. So I don't know that that having a positive mindset makes my work any better, but maybe it makes my outlook on my work better, and that somehow makes my maybe. work better. You know, maybe some sort maybe of- it's yeah, maybe it's the ancillary stuff of maybe it's it's in the way that you share your work. Maybe it's in the way that you talk about yourself. Maybe right. it's in the way that that uh, <laughs> wow, almost almost went to a Scorsese film. Where'd you where'd you gonna go? <laughs> the color of money. Oh. It's a little, <laughs> didn't I do that two weeks ago? I think so. Okay. Uh, but maybe that's, it's, it, you know, having a positive mindset is not, you're right. It's not going to make you uh, better at compositing. It's not going to make you, yeah. uh, it's not going to make your conceptual work any tighter. But the way you react to it or the way you allow it to be reacted to may be different. Right. And you know what? The more successful you get, the more public you get, the more notice you get, Mm -hmm. the more people there are out there trying to beat you down just by sheer numbers. 
the more the more negative press you're going to get, as it were. Sure, especially if if what you do comes anywhere near the internet. Yes, of course, right. And I've always had, you know, I both I both like the attention and I don't like the attention. You know, I I've I have very mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because as as we've said, you know, that there are the there's the flamers on all sides and the people who were just sitting there, you know, patting your back all day long. You know, so right. I'm like, okay, what does this actually do for me? You know. And yes, there are the examples of Joe Schmo who had his stuff on Flickr and then became a world famous whatever. But there are seven billion people in the world. There's examples of everything. Sure. You know. So I don't. I don't know exactly what I mean by all this, but it's just it's. I've been thinking a lot about the way that I see what I do. You know. And, and, and how I want to go about it in the future. I, I had a, I had a long discussion the other day. My friend Carolyn came over <clears throat> and, uh, and this we the were, one you, you photographed. Yeah. I was taking some pictures of her. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she's a very pretty girl and she's very nice. And she, she was in one of my drabbles. She's the one, uh, walking down the stairs and sort of a, a Cinderella kind of thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so she came over and we were sitting there and we were chatting for a couple hours and, and taking a few pictures and, and she's now going to school for um uh um what's it called uh social work okay and uh she was an actor for a long time and and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing any of this stuff but uh you know she kind of she started uh, volunteering and got into d- with with kids and with social work and that kind of stuff and she loved it and she went to she got into school she went to school in San Diego she's out there and she says the minute she sat down in her first class, she was like, oh, my God, this is where I'm supposed to be, mm. you know? Um, <clears throat> and I feel that way whenever I am working and holding a camera or editing or what have you. Right. It's when I'm not doing those things that I have questions. When I'm busy, there's no question. It's when I'm not busy, it's like idle hands, you know, that – that that that's when I start second guessing everything, and it's 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 very strange. And whether that's client work or my own work, the trick is just to keep working all the time. So right, my new thing in the new year is just working all the time. You know, uh, find something to work on, even if you have nothing to work on. You know, make something up. You don't do still lifes. Make some still lifes. <clears throat> uh, you know, you have people around. Shoot some portraits. Yeah. You want a big concept that involves 15 people? Well, make some calls and let's get it working, you know. Like I have a really I have a really good idea that is going to involve a restaurant picture, but I need a restaurant to do it and I kind of have this picture in my head of what the place looks like and it's going to involve, you know, 20 people around this photograph. It's like, okay, so I need 20 people and I need a restaurant that I can get into and light a certain way. Mm-hmm. And okay, well, what day of the week can I actually do that? Well, all these restaurants are open seven days a week for dinner. Shoot. Well, you could probably do it at lunch at some place if you find the right people. But who, how are you going to get 20 people to show up in the middle of the weekday? You know, can you do it uh, like, you know, two in the morning or something? Yeah. See, after, I mean, after closing. Yeah, maybe. Stage it? Right. But then how are you going to get X amount of people to show up at two in the morning? You know, you buy them pizza or something. It, well, you see what I'm saying, though. Like yeah, it, gets, yeah. it gets complicated fast trying to do these kinds of things. Um, especially if you're not spending $10,000 to take the picture, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's, but, but at the same time, that's an excuse, 
you know that is just it's 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 a way for me to make myself feel better about the fact that this is hard yeah it's hard right. everything worth doing is hard so barriers so, are good yeah hurdles are good yeah but when 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 they when they are so high that you don't even attempt to jump them right that's where it becomes a problem and right. that's I've done this to myself. I I have made moving forward unnecessarily difficult or moving in any direction. Right. You know? But but the the flow moments, you know, those things happen when you're outside of your comfort zone. Yes. You know, when yes. when you, when you're just outside, we were talking about this with my friend Ali the other day and it, he was, you know, it's 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 what is that guy's name, the Czech guy who wrote the flow book? I think he's Czech. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll find a, I'll find a link. Uh, but the whole idea is that like you need to you need to know what it is you can do, what you feel comfortable in doing, and you need to go one step outside of that. And that's not only when you get better, but also when you get that you get that feeling, that thing that 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 meaningfulness. You know, the reason mm-hmm. why we do any of this, the reason wh- the ultimate reason why we're sitting here talking is because people enjoy taking pictures in this case or writing books or whatever other artistic pursuit you want to say, right? Sure. Designing buildings. And that, that feeling that, that buzz, that high, that comes from doing something you haven't done before. That comes from pushing in a new direction. That comes from getting excited about expanding your sphere of, of knowledge, you know? Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. It, uh, yes, um, that, that point about the feeling I, and this is kind of a good, a good segue into this. Cause I wanted to mention this. I watched uh, a 45 minute or so interview with John Mayer. And okay. now w- whatever you think of John Mayer, if you, if, if all you know from, from, uh, or of John Mayer is what you've read in magazine interviews, then you probably think he's a douche. And based on those interviews, he probably is, um, <laughs> Or was, let's say. Yeah. Um, but he, he spoke at Oxford, at Oxford Union, and he was talking about specifically the feeling of whether he was playing in front of 30 people or 180 people or 25,000 people or winning a Grammy or, 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 the feeling was the same. That, for him. That, for him, yeah. Okay. That, that feeling of... Do, being in that moment of doing what he absolutely loved was the same. Right. And I think for, for a guy like that, I mean, you know, the feeling that he has standing on the stage getting a Grammy is probably similar to the feeling that, you know, somebody who just started out gets for getting accepted some, to some group show in their town. Right. You know, right. like that it's, it's, I don't know that that feeling gets any bigger. I think that it's just different for where you are, you know? Like, right. And that, that was his point. It's was always f- scary stepping into new territory, whether that territory is around the block or 600 miles away. Right. Or yeah. whether it's, it's approaching uh, a stranger on the street and asking them to make their portrait. Right. Or inviting a model to your home slash studio slash garage with your speed light set up and wondering what they're going to say, think, or do, but then seeing the results of something that happens that's, that's really wonderful. Right. Okay, Terry Richardson. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, it's all of these things. And, and f- to, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, for me, I have been the thing, the one, the force that's been holding me back. Right. Why? You weren't ready? Oh, Jesus. Any, any number of reasons. Um, you know, and, and I, was, I was talking to uh, a, f- a friend of mine about it um, soon after my dad died. And I said, you know, now what? Now, now I'm, you know, I've got these feelings of being alone in the world and I've got this. And, then, and he said, yeah, but look at it on the other side. You'll never be in this position again. You get to write the next chapter. True. You get to decide who, where, what. You get to write this new character. You get yeah. to write this new story. And you're never going to be in this position again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, as as sad and awful as the experiences that you've gone through in the last year, the 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 the, the upside of it is that it cleans your it clears your slate. Yeah, it cleans the cache. Yep. You you yeah. you can go, you know, it's I have reset yep. my life browser yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, you when know? when my 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 father passed away, I said my mother was, you know, up at our house in Connecticut and all the rest of it and I was like, "Mom, you can do anything." Anything. Yeah. You want to move to the city, buy an apartment, get a job, like you could do that. Right. You know, you could do absolutely anything. Like, do you know how many people live their entire lives for f- working and fighting for the opportunity that you have right now? Right. As right. awful as it, the reasons why it came about, you you're holding the golden ticket. What are you going to do? Yeah, and and that's so so that's kind of where that's the precipice that I'm on. Is is you know I've been saying I'm going to do some some new prints and I haven't. Right. Okay, why? What am I waiting for? Yeah. So yesterday I cleaned my printer and did a bunch of test prints and I'm I'm ready to rock now. Okay. So. Uh, now we move forward. Yeah. You know, I, I was at the gym the other day yesterday and I was, I, I did some thing on the bike and I, I go and I row and I do weights and I ride the bike for 10 minutes and then I do leg lifts. You know, the thing where you can kind of hold up by your arms and then you kind of like lift your legs up, it's sort of like a reverse sit up right, for right, people right. have bad backs. Right. So I like, I took a break from the bike and I walk out in the hallway and I get some water and I'm kind of like walking back and forth in the hallway, just trying to get my like get my breath back. And there was something in my head that was just like, you could be done with your leg lifts by now. Like you've just wasted a minute and a half standing here. You could be done by now. You're going to have to do it anyway. Why are you waiting? Right. You know, like eventually you're going to be there doing it. So what are you waiting for? Right. Um, and I, I like, and I, I was just kind of like, God damn it. You're right. Me. And like, <laughs> I like, marched in. <laughs> And of course, there's some like dude on the leg lift thing now. Yeah, you know, like, dude, I need to finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come didn't, on now. Didn't you hear my inner monologue? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on, son. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's you're 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 no, you are completely correct. And I think that for both you and I, it's time to stop making excuses for anything. Yes. You know, and yeah. and to hold each other accountable each week to, to moving forward. Right. You know? Yeah. If, if I don't, if I don't have at least 
you know, some, some failed attempts at printing on silver by the next show, then take me to task on it. Right. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and yeah. if you haven't started at least planning the next shoot, whether it be yeah. a portrait or a concept, I get to go, you know, what the hell? Yeah. Come on, son. Come on, son. Yeah. You know, um, I it, think that's great. And well, I think if, if, if that helps you, listeners, find an accountability buddy. Yeah. You know, I always think of it as like a, a running partner. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, somebody you go out running with to keep you honest. Um, yeah, or keeps you motivated because yeah. because you you want to you want to step over that that last marker just one or two steps ahead of them. Right, right. Yeah. What was the what was the other half of that John Mayer story though? You were telling me before. Okay, it, this thing was very very interesting, um, and I, I I didn't think I was going to be as interested as I was in it, but it, yeah. it there were some stories that that I think were not only applicable to, to me, but maybe to a larger group. And he wait, talked wait, hold about, on a second. did he talk about the fact that he thinks my, my body is a wonderland? He did. Cause he wrote Bill, that song about me at Berkeley. Bill's, and I was like, this Bill's is body. really awkward. That's right. That was, <laughs> it, was a, <laughs> it was a fortuitous moment in a shower, <laughs> <laughs> but he did talk about school. Uh, he did talk about going to Berkeley for a year. Yep. And he, he said, you know, he, he found while that, I was there. Yeah. Uh, he said that, that he was, he was, it was wonderful because he went from, from a town where, you know, three kids played guitar to this group of people where everybody wanted to, you know, everybody aspired for something in music. So yeah. that was kind of a revelation. You know, I, I was, I was actually talking about a Berkeley thing last night. We were talking about the play, the dorm that I lived in when I first moved there. And downstairs in the basement, there were practice rooms that were open 24 hours a day. And mm-hmm. I was like, it was really weird. It was like, go, it was like being in fame, you know, <laughs> like, like any time of the day or night, yeah, somebody's like there's there somebody working. down there playing. And it's like, yeah. and it was, it's it, it, the first day you get there and everyone's sitting downstairs and, you know, there's two freshmen sitting around playing giant steps and the, you know, and you're like, what? Anyway, go ahead. So yeah. finish your story. Well, it, it, he was saying that, 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 you know, he, he found that he was there for two semesters and the second semester he was spending more time cutting class to write songs than going to class to play. Right. You know, or to learn. And, and so he, he decided to quit and, uh, and, and just kind of do his own thing. He, he, he had decided that, look, I've, I've learned what I can here in the way that they teach it. True. Uh, and he, he, he talks about walking down the street with his, with his pink slip, he's like, you know, because you sign out of the school, whatever he called it. I don't remember what he called it, but he's like, they get the yellow, the canary copy, and, and you get the pink copy. And he's like, I'm walking down the street holding this thing, and I run into one of my guitar instructors. And, and he says, hey, I, I haven't seen you in class for a while. What's going on? And he's like, yeah, well, I, I quit, basically. Yeah. And he says, uh, his instructor kind of paused for a second. He's like, you, you'll, just, you'll be just fine. But he's like, if you ever need to, you know, come back, let me know and I'll change your grade. Uh, you know, and, he, and, he, and he said that was that moment of having your instructor kind of go, go get him, kid. Yeah. That gave him the fuel to kind of go to the next step. And he said then for the next, you know, basically decade, every month was better than the last. Right. You know, he played to 10 people and then the next month it was 30. And the next month it was 60 and the next month it was 180. And then, right. and then, it, you know, his first, 
you know, within, within, I think he said within a year or two of playing live for people, there's a Grammy. Right. And then you're selling out arenas and then you're, you know, it just kept building. And, but he's and the outlier in that. No, he is. The, and, and right. But, but he's, that was the other thing. He said, when you're in it, you think that's perfectly normal. Right. You think this is the way it should go. This is the natural progression of right. things. And it's only when you, when you step outside or are forced in his case to step outside and go, Oh shit. That isn't the way it goes for everyone. I, right. I was the outlier. I am the outlier. Right. That's yeah. where the where the where the, the 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 realization that hmm maybe I'm not being true to myself. Maybe I'm treating people X. Maybe 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 maybe. Right. Yeah. I mean that's I guess that's that's a lesson right there is that your experience is all you know, and that experience may not be what other people experience. You know. Right. And it whether may not for be better what for other worse, people. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. What they experience of you. Yeah. Yeah. And in similar ways to like your experience at school or growing up or with your family or whatever it is, like, it's like, you know, people who had like perfect parents or whatever it is, they look at people who don't have perfect parents like, oh, it's parents. It's, it's like, no. Yeah. Why don't you, you know? get along with your yeah. parents? Why don't you want to be home having dinner? Exactly. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, it's that kind of thing, but for, for your work too. And it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it kind of reminds me, apparently, um, a bunch of movies are going off of Netflix as of January one, like this big, I saw that like hundreds of them. Yeah. And, uh, one of them was top gun. And I said, you know, I haven't watched top gun and I was waiting for Heather and I just put it on while we were like getting ready last night. <clears throat> and there's the scene where like, you know, they buzz the tower and get all in trouble or whatever it is. And Tom the coffee, the, yeah. the, the coffee comes all over the guy. Yeah. 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 And Scarrett's talking to the Ironsides guy, you know, right. To right. Jester. And he's just like, you know, they're yelling at him, whatever it is. And they leave and they go, ah, but would you want him like on your wing? Like, yeah, during yeah. A, like if you had to go after, into combat, even after they yelled at him, he's basically asking, is he one of us? You know, yeah. and 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 then it gets to the end and he's just like, you know, you'll get your new wingman when you get on to the carrier. And if you don't give me a call, I'll fly with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. at the point at which your teachers or your, the people that you look up to see you as a peer. Yes. Or there's this understanding that you're 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 not a child, you are just uh further back on the road that they recognize. Right, right. You know. They, they it, and is it that they see to use your example, is it that that Scarrett's character. <laughs> to use Top Gun as an example. Go ahead. I know. Isn't that funny? Uh to use he's a little of himself yeah yeah of course right you know or or sees him as as you know the mentor that 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 he lost you know in in the skies above hanoi kind of thing yeah 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 like i'm going to be the the, (laughs) i'm going to be the change i'd like to see in the world or whatever yeah it's the gandhi quote you know but it, it, you know, you've mentioned this before, and we've talked about it before. This idea of mentorship, yeah, that's that's been lost. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I we Heather and I were watching um, some terrible show the other day called Redwood something, Redwood Brothers, Redwood something. Anyway, it's basically these like woodworking guys who go and build stuff out of redwoods and sequoias that have fallen down in the woods. 
Like a reality show. Yeah, it's a real. It's like a terrible TLC reality show. And the only reason I wanted to watch there was a pilot on that I found, and I was like, you know, I want to watch it just to see how they get the giant logs out of the woods and where they get them from and how they decide like that's interesting to me you know like mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sequoias and redwoods just fascinate me beyond belief like i will mm-hmm. watch anything big trees sold and so we watched this show and i was like you know who would have ever thought 20 years ago or 10 years ago that all of this handmade bespoke hipster kind of hands-on crafty stuff would be back in vogue the way it is Right. After decades of mass production and all the rest of it, you know, that the idea that that people would want to watch people working with their hands with a bandsaw. Right. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty great that that, well, I, th- that I, that's coming around. And I think that's that's there is kind of this mini sort of renaissance for handmade goods. Yes, there is. Yeah. And so handmade it's, things. It's yeah. it's fun. It's fun watching it happen. You know, I don't know. Hey, uh, we should talk about Host Gator. Host Gator. Dot com. <laughs> you know, they still yet to contact us about doing a jingle for them. I think, I think we need to write them. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make that happen. Look, uh, you guys need web hosting. HostGator.com is a premier web hosting provider. If you're looking to start a website, HostGator can help you get started with monthly hosting plans, one-click installs, and tons of other features that make getting your site up and running easily. If you're a more advanced user or a business, HostGator can take care of you with reseller plans, virtual private servers, VPSs, dedicated servers. So you could have just one server sitting in a rack that was the, you know, jeffersedoris.com. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes you need that for that traffic. Yeah, uh, you do. The HostGator guarantees 99.9% uptime, no matter what your size or needs. They're great. And uh, if you're a WordPress user, like some of us are, uh, you're going to love their one-click installs, optimized hosting platforms, just made for WordPress. And uh, when you host with HostGator, you get unlimited disk space, you get unlimited bandwidth. They have free site builder tools that are super easy if you want to use those. But if you want to build yourself and you know you need some help, 24-7 support to ensure that everything's running smoothly. And I've dealt with them, and their support ticket system is actually pretty great. Uh, so ho- head on over to HostGator.com to learn more. And when you decide to purchase, don't forget to use the coupon code PICTURES12, and, uh, and you'll get 30% off of everything at HostGator.com. That's a good price. It, it is a good price. I mean, they're, they're, they're really reasonable to begin with. Yeah. So <laughs> taking 30% off. Yeah. Hostgator, uh, they, I've been, I, they've hosted a bunch of my sites for a very long time and I've been very happy. Um, they're, they're, they're good people. And, uh, yeah, you know, speaking of WordPress, uh, we're going to get into this in a minute, but I just, I updated my WordPress site, uh, that's on Hostgator, uh, with, with a nice little, uh, like a high DPI image plugin, which is pretty cool. Sometimes it's amazing. The plugin, the WordPress plugins that are out there that actually work the way they should. Yes. You think something, you're like, there's gotta be a thing for it. And you go look for it. And there actually is one usually. Yes. That's the nice thing about using WordPress. <laughs> yes. That- somebody, somebody has done exactly what, if you're sitting there and you go, gosh, you know what? I really like to be able to do X. Chances are at least one, probably more people have, have done just that and, and made 
either some little plugin or some little PHP code snippet that you can yeah. implement to make that happen. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought uh, pretty interesting. And uh, HostGator, they're pretty great. So go check them out. Pictures 12 will get you 30% off HostGator.com. We thank them very much for their support of on taking pictures in 5x5. Five five. Um, yeah, HostGator. All right, where do <laughs> where do you want to start? <laughs> hey, uh, so last week I went and saw the girl with the pearl earring. The uh, the movie with Scarlett Johansson? Um, no, Scarlett Johansson actually is who I saw. Um, <laughs> I actually saw the original Vermeer painting, which is at the Frick collection right now. From Holland, I think it's in. I think it's from Holland. Right. Um, or how was that? Um, is it big? Is it small? It's small. It's you know, ten by fifteen or twelve by fifteen. Maybe a little bit bigger than that. It's it's not big. Uh-huh. You know. Um, honestly, I was not that impressed. I kind of stood in front of it and I was staring at it and I was kind of like, yeah, it's a nice painting, but sometimes when you stand in front of famous works of art you're blown away. And then other times you're kind of like, Oh yeah, that's what it is. You know, it's like, I've seen it so many times and I'm staring at it in real life and I'm like, I'm glad I came here and saw it, but it didn't, it didn't give me anything in real life that I hadn't gotten from seeing it before in books. I don't hmm. know. It wasn't as detailed as I expected it to be. And in fact, um, there were at the Frick also has three other Vermeers and I don't know. I forget how many there are 30, 26, 41. There's only like 30 something Vermeers in the world that are mm-hmm. recognized Vermeers. So there were four of them in the same place last week, which is kind of cool. Percentage wise, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And actually the, uh, the uh, national gallery in DC has three that I saw last month with, with Conrad and my mom. So I've now seen like eight, ver- I've seen one third of all the world's Vermeers. Nice. Um, nice. In the, in the course of a few weeks, but the reason I bring this up is because there's that documentary coming out. I think we talked about it, didn't we? The one that Penn and Teller were making about how Vermeer used technology and and oh oh right 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 yeah yeah I, I forget what, what it's called anyway. Uh, we'll we'll have to look, look it up. up. Anyway, the, the guy who so basically the idea is that Vermeer uh, was making his paintings using optics, right? Right. That he used this like sort of lens contraption system. And that's why his pictures had this sort of look and depth of field and, and, and sort of distortions of, 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 and why they look so photographic like at times and how revolutionary it was because of these things. Tim's Vermeer. Tim's Vermeer is the name of the movie. Right. And they mention in the big article about Tim's Vermeer that the guy who was doing it read this David Hockney book from the nineties called secret knowledge rediscovering the lost techniques of old masters. And so I went on Amazon and it's no longer in print, but you can buy used copies. And I spent like 40 bucks on this used copy and it is amazing. Hmm. Uh, you would love it, Jeffrey, like love it. So he like goes step by step and he's like, here's a painting of, you know, Giotto's from, you know, 13, whatever, whatever year it is. And he, he's like, okay, here's 50 years later. Here's a similar one. Here's the next one with a guy in armor and the next one with a guy in armor. Look how much it changed over, you know, this 150 years. And look right. at the break right here of the realism in within a lifetime of these guys, how much it changed. He goes, the one of them looks real and one of them doesn't. And the only way they could have done that is using optics. And then he goes into showing how different parts of the image have different perspectives 
like slightly different perspectives. And if you did it mathematically, you wouldn't do those things. You don't, it would only happen if you move the lens around. Right. Right. To, to get the different for those parts. changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. My question to yep. you is let, let's say, let's say for the sake of argument that, that there was the introduction of optics. Yeah. What difference does it make? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, I, not, not that at all. Okay. Where did that aha moment come from? Who, who was, who was the, the catalyst to say, you know what you need to do? Here, hey, 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 Giotto. Hey, hey, come here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, wanna, I got wanna, this lens for you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and Giotto says lens. Yeah, what, you know. Want to buy a concave whatever? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, how did we go from, from yeah. was, trusting was, uh, the artist vision to now using technology? Yeah. Was there an underground group of guys who got together in somebody's basement and showed each other these cool little tricks? Yeah. Maybe that's, there that's was. That's what I wanted. And he asks in part, I, I mean, I'm only like 50 pages in because it's very dense. Mm-hmm. But um, he asks, you know, well, then where's all the, where are these devices? Where is the, you know, uh, the the first person, right. you know, like letters that have written whatever it is. And he says, well, you know, there are some of those and we'll get into those in the second part of the book. He says, but... You know, think about it. At the time, if you were using some sort of mechanical contraption to capture reality in front of you, like not only is there artistic, you know, secrecy of, of mm-hmm. you know, you want to mm-hmm. keep your secrets, but there's also a religious thing, which is like, these are tools of the devil, you know, like, so he's like, to some right. people, this might have actually been, you really don't want to do that. How right. how dare you bend light to your will? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So it's, but, but it just, the reason I bring it up on the show is just to talk about, you know, there's always new technology and it's always disruptive. And, but it, it allows us as a civilization or as a society to move forward in that art form almost universally. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. You could argue universally, right? Like, you know, we can sit here and we can bitch about the democratization of photography as far from the, from the point of view of professionals, but we also have thousands of people listening to us because of the democratization of photography. Right. Well, and, and I mean, not to mention the, the, the variety and quality of tool that's available to you now. Yeah. For not a lot of money. Oh, massively powerful tools. Um, and so anyway, it's called secret knowledge, rediscovering the lost techniques of the old masters. And I think that, I, I was going to send I you a copy. Yeah, if you don't get it yourself, I will end up sending it to you. So you might as well get it. I should pick it up. All right. Yeah. Save me 40 bucks. <laughs> hey, speaking of saving us 40 bucks, yeah. did you see that one of our listeners bought us a domain? No. Oh, you didn't get this. He sent it to me. I don't get all the good stuff. Damn it, listeners. <laughs> uh, shoot, let me find it. Where is it? I thought I... Where did it go? It was a couple days ago. Really? Yeah. Hold on a second. I mean, is it is it fancypants.net? Uh better than that. Grant Old, Grant Hodgen. Old and fancy. One, one, one of our listeners. Ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Love the podcast. Thanks for steering me away from the dreaded gear discussions. On listening to a recent podcast, you mentioned the domain on makingpictures.com. I assumed you would have snapped it up and I saw it was still available upon looking myself. Uh, I saw that hadn't been registered. I've registered the domain and I'm happy to hand it over to you if you'd like. I've registered for one year at Hover. The guy bought it for us because he didn't want it to go to somebody else. That, who's this, Grant? Grant Hodgen. Grant, 
Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say that that is really That's pretty sweet. cool. We, okay, so we should we should if nothing else yeah. m- make it point to where you know, make it point on taking pictures, but uh, you know, at at least yeah. at most maybe it's something else, but well, at least you know what? Maybe that's where we do our weekly tip. Ah. You sound like an old Jewish man right there. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Where's my pastrami sandwich? Uh hey, uh just wanted to let you know a little update. Eight, 800 members of the group. Yay! Yep. 800. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so anyway, just uh, putting that out there. You should get that book. And uh, thank you very much uh, Wait, for getting uh, that put, domain. Put, put the title in there. Because all you have is David Hockney. Okay. Book yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. Hey, uh, how's your Yashica going? Uh, it is. I, I, I put a roll of film in. I've got four shots left. Um, I, I think... What is happening? Uh, there, there is something unique to the to the thirty five. So the Electro thirty five is called a pod, which is a pad of death, and it, it's a, it's the little gasket slash pad that the the shutter release strikes on on the downstroke that lines up all the electrical contacts. Okay, it, okay, a, and the material that they used for them over. You know, this, this camera was made in 1973. So over the past decades, the material starts to deteriorate and get sticky. So when you, when you push down the shutter release, it sticks for a moment and then pops back up. So you're telling me that the camera won't work? I don't know. Uh, it, I, it's working so far. Um, I will know. I'm going to finish up the roll today and, and uh, take the film over Ike's and, and get See it developed. See if it came out. Yeah, because what happens, they say that, that, that if... If the the pod starts to deteriorate, then it doesn't allow the electrical contacts to line up correctly. So you can start getting exposure variances, you know, shutter speed errors, et cetera, et cetera. Now, is this why this uh, camera was sitting on a shelf in a store and not in somebody's hand? I don't know. I think it's probably, based on what I've been reading, it's a very common, even if you've had them gone through and, and serviced, it's a very common issue. Yeah. I just don't know if I've uh, I've got the technical skill or or even the time to take this thing apart and replace it. Um, there's a there's a guy they call him the Yashika guy online. I'm going to send him an email and, and is he actually the Yashika guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and see if uh, you know what it would cost to have this thing kind of gone through and have this this pad replaced. If it's too much, then you know I use it until it doesn't work anymore or it just sits on a shelf. Um, we'll see. I don't it's know. Pretty. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm enjoying using it. So we'll see when I get the film back in the next couple of days. Uh, I'll have an update next show. So I. Uh, I carried my little Sony out uh, the other day <clears throat> when Heather and I went, and um, it's you know it's an interesting little camera. If you have a lot of light, like mm-hmm. if you're outside during the daytime, mm-hmm. the quality is is great. Amazing. For the size and compactness, it's amazing. Um, it's still, you know how small cameras, remember back in the day when digital pictures had that look to them, you know, where like, uh, like, uh, uh, contrast Almost a CG kind of a look. Yeah. We're like pics bright and dark pixels right next to each other. Like it felt digitally, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a noise thing. It was just like a, it just, it didn't feel smooth somehow, and it's not it wasn't a sharpness thing. There's right. just, it, it felt f- like a, a digital interpretation of the scene, not the scene. 
okay. know what I mean? Yeah, uh, maybe like the aliasing was was off or something. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. this camera feels still. I mean, because it's a little sensor and because it's still a small camera, it still has it. The images, even though they're almost as many pixels as my five D, the files don't look like my five D. You know, um, and you know, it's a little tiny compact Zeiss lens. It's not a high end. You know what I mean? Um, it's for the for for what it is. It's amazing. You know, you could probably get better image quality out of an equivalently priced digital SLR. You know, if you were going to buy, if you're going to spend seven, eight hundred dollars, you could buy a digital rebel or, you know, the equivalent Nikon mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get better quality. But you can't stick that in your pocket, you know, and I think that's right. that's the big. Uh, well, game. there are always trade offs, right? Right. With with, yeah. with technology comes trade offs. Yeah, right. But I guess I'm just I'm just talking about the trade off, you know. Right. So right. anyway, I got I got to I got to take it with me more often because I, you know, I would, like, I would so like to see you do side by side. I'd okay. like to see you take your 5D, take this Sony, yeah. and and not not online, but print them. Print yeah. an eight by ten of each, and see. I'd, I'd love to be to to be uh, able to talk to you about that. Okay, yeah, I can do that. And you know, it's 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 interesting because I took these pictures of that Carolyn girl the other night, and and mm-hmm. I I like the way they came out. I think they're very pretty pictures, but mm-hmm. but those files just, they feel a certain way. You know what I mean? Like it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's obvious. There's a difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're, not all megapixels are, are created equal, you know, <laughs> um, which actually I think brings us to uh, the discussion of this monitor that I bought. The Dell. Can we talk the, about the, this? Yes, absolutely. Um, so you're, you're kind of the Guinea pig, man. You're, you're like you said, I'm you're, one you're, of the first, I'm on the bleeding edge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically what happened is that I've, I've been using this NEC 3090, whatever it is for five years now, four years. Mm-hmm. And it's a 30 inch 25, 60 by 1600, I think, uh, monitor basically, you know, the same as the Apple 30 inch and the ISO 30 inches. It's an amazing monitor. Um, it's still $2,600 if you buy them new, uh, the, the, you know, it's still top of the line, right? I think there's a new one out, the 301 or the 302 or whatever it is, but it's essentially the same monitor. And it's um, still at the two 2000 plus price point. Yeah. Yeah. Although okay. used ones you can get for like 600 now. Right. Cause you know, it's a, it's a couple models old now, you know? Um, but, but I had this problem where every other time that I turn it on, I get this one pixel strip of yellow, which is actually what it is, is that one pixel strip of blue is burnt out. Mm-hmm. somehow I, and i think it's on the panel not on the controller anyway to get it repaired is going to cost almost as much as a new monitor so i was like why am i getting you know right so i've been looking for a new monitor for months now for people who listen to the show and um but i didn't want to buy like a 27 inch nec or something like that because i know that right around the corner these high dpi monitors are coming out like i knew it wouldn't last me another five years you know because mm-hmm. i'd want to upgrade again and I'm like, I'm not going to spend $1,500 when I can, when I'm going to want a new one next year. So I've been sort of limping along with this NEC limping. That's a, that's a, that's a very loaded term, which is not true. It's still amazing monitor. Right. Um, but I, but this finally Dell announces this 24 inch, uh, ultra HD. So what this is, is it's four times the resolution of a 1080p monitor. So it's, was it 3860 by 21 something? Something like that, yeah. It's a lot of pixels. A lot for, of pixels. For all intents and purposes, this is what's 4K. This is what are they're referring to yes, yeah. as 4K. This is quad HD is what they call it, right? Um, 
So it it is it is massively high res, and it's also uh, an IPS monitor. So it's it's got really good angles, viewing angles, and uh, it's got ninety nine percent Adobe RGB color space. And it's one of Dell's so-called premier color monitors, which means that it's factory calibrated to less than a Delta E of two, which means that even out of the box, it's better than most monitors will get even with calibration. Right. So I was like sold and it was, I think it was 1300 bucks and I found a 10% discount and I bought, I also bought a monitor arm for it, which is amazing. I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, so I get this monitor last week, uh, the day after Christmas, and the, the, you can plug these things in uh, by DisplayPort or HDMI. So, uh, but you want DisplayPort because it's better. So I plug it in DisplayPort and I turn it on. I didn't even put it on. You know, you ever have a Dell monitor? Do you have a yes. Dell monitor now? Yeah, okay. uh, I don't have one now, but I have had one. Of the Do you time. know how they click into the base like really easily? Yeah. You know, they, yeah. They, okay. So I didn't even pull the base out. I just laid the monitor down like on my desk, plugged everything in underneath and just had it facing up towards me and just plugged it in to see what would happen. And it comes alive and it's full res. And when I say full res, I mean 3,800 pixels by 2,100 pixels. And everything is tiny, 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 tiny. Like, you know, so small that like, you know, you can barely see it. Right. But totally there. Right. So I'm like, okay, step one, it works. You know, it's showing me full resolution. That's the hard part. So I was kind of fighting with it over the last few days. So it turns out that uh, if you're running Windows with my computer, with the drivers that NVIDIA gives you for my video card, you can do what's called MST mode, which is called multi-stream transport. Mm -hmm. And basically what it is, is it's sending two monitors worth of data over the display port cable so that you could daisy chain monitors next to each other. You know, comes out of the computer once, goes into monitor one, out of monitor one, into monitor two, and that one cable coming out of the computer has the data for both monitors. Does that require you to SLI two cards together to do multiple monitors? No. Uh, no, well, if you wanted to do more monitors, I guess you'd have to use another connection on your card. You know, mm-hmm. you'd have to use another HDMI or whatever. But so the idea is that these monitors are so high res that to do 60 Hertz at this crazy resolution, you need the full bandwidth of basically using both of those signals. So basically this MST mode allows you to use two monitors worth of data next to each other on a single panel is what it basically is doing. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yep. yep okay. Yep. Okay. So... Apparently, the Mac drivers for NVIDIA, the ones that are inside of Mavericks, don't <clears throat> support MST yet. <coughs> which, so, which sort of begs the question... Will they ever? What are, well, or what are people doing that just bought a new Mac Pro? The Mac Pro uses ATI cards, and their ATI drivers do do MST. Okay, so it's just NVIDIA. It's just NVIDIA. <coughs> so if you, were, if you were to buy... A Radeon card, like one of the new R, what is it, R9? Might it work? I, 270s? Maybe. I don't know. I, I haven't found anybody who's tried it. Whether or not the ATI cards on Apple, like a Hackintosh or whatever it is, are using the same drivers as the Mac Pro does, or if the Mac Pro is using very specific drivers just for its cards. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe if you bought one of their workstation cards that are the ones that line up, maybe it would work. Anyway, long and short of it is that right now <clears> – <throat> I'm running at full resolution at 30 hertz, which means that like animations and stuff, not like video and stuff, that's all fine. But like if you move the mouse around really fast, you're going to get some tear. It's not quite as smooth. Yeah. 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 And um, 
but it's not that bad. Or when things like fade in, like dialogue boxes and stuff, <coughs> it's not smooth as glass. But whatever, I, I can deal with that. Are, are you are you to the point where you will keep it and wait it out and see if it gets? Yeah, I'm totally sold on it because okay. the other day I also tricked it into doing high DPI mode. Which basically what it's what I see on my screen is what you would see if you had a 24 inch monitor that was 1080p, mm-hmm. except mine is super super sharp. Okay. So <clears throat> it's using four pixels for every normal one pixel, just mm-hmm. like the Mac the Retina MacBook Pros, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so in theory, if if you can get both of these things, if you can get up to 60 hertz, yeah, and and keep high DPI mode. You're basically looking at a 24 inch iPad screen. Yeah, which is basically, well, it's kind of what I'm looking at now, except for the 60 hertz thing, which isn't that big of a deal. I mean, in general usage, it doesn't make a difference at all for me. I um, wonder if it, if it would be a difference with a Radeon chipset since, since that's. Yeah, I thought AMD. about it and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to wait and see because, you know, I'm Somebody, sure. Do um, you know Mar- Marquez Brownlee? I don't know Marquez Brownlee. MKBHD, uh, tech reviewer. Okay. Uh, he's got a, a Hackintosh setup, and he's—I think he's using the Sanyo. Is it the Sanyo that Apple's selling in some stores? Uh, is it Sanyo or is it, is it some... Sanyo or Samsung? It's not Samsung. Maybe it's Sanyo. And he got that monitor, and he's using a Hackintosh. Yeah, I don't know whether whether okay. everything we'll has put, been solved. Find a link or send me a remind yeah, me, I'll, and I'll, I'll call him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've gotten it pretty good. Like I've gotten it pretty close. What I'd love to do is get it to do high DPI mode. You know how on the MacBook Pros you can have it show you one quarter resolution, or you could have it show you like more screen real estate, and it doesn't look quite as smooth, but it's more space. Right. So basically, right, you right, could right. you could fake a twenty five sixty by fourteen hundred monitor, but with more pixels. Right. I'd love to be able to do that. I haven't yet quite gotten it able to do that, but it's fine as it is now. Putting all that aside, um, when you open when you open up, say Lightroom and Photoshop, which are both Retina aware, to use the the Apple term, mm-hmm. images look like prints on your screen, <clears throat> like they're you can see individual hairs even when it's like zoomed all the way out. Okay, you know, and that is amazing and to be able to like. I opened up. I was flipping when I first got it going. I just opened up Lightroom and I was just flipping through sort of my greatest hits kind of portfolio stuff. And I was noticing stuff that I was, that I should have changed or stuff yeah. I missed or in the same way that I like, felt like when over I, sharpening looks way over sharpened. Uh, or- actually I found that they weren't sharpened that I could have done more really small radius sharpening. Mm, on my images, okay, okay. but like retouching stuff that is the kind of stuff you wouldn't notice at a hundred percent and you wouldn't notice zoomed all the way out on a low TBI screen. You now notice mm. the kind of stuff that you'd notice if you printed it out, you'd go, Oh, I should have fixed that before I printed right. it. Right, right. Those things are glaringly obvious on here. Wow. And wow. you know, it reminds me a lot of when I first got my first ISO, like my first color monitor, like good color monitor that you suddenly look at stuff and you go, Oh my God, that's what my images have looked like all this time. Mm. And it really is, but you just didn't see it. So as far as a work screen, I'm sold. Like I will not go back to low DPI. This I'm right. I'm, this is good. Um, so it's really, I can't imagine that, that things like the web in general look very good on it because well, so text many looks amazing on it. Right. So okay. like anything you're reading on the web looks great. Um, Images on the web 
don't it depends sometimes they look fine and sometimes they don't mm-hmm. but they theoretically don't look any better any worse than they would have on a low res screen it's just that the really good looking stuff right next to it by contrast makes it look bad ah okay you know okay. what i mean yeah um so so yeah and now i i put a thing up saying that i changed the thing in my wordpress to to uh support retina images so basically whenever i import images into WordPress, it now makes retina versions and it serves up the retina versions when it needs them. Right. Now you said, well, that means you got to put bigger images in. You yeah. Input- I mean, if, if you're, if you're only uploading 800 pixel wide images at your largest size, then it does you no good. Then it does you no good. Right. Now I, my main width say on not taking pictures.com, the blog is 720. I usually upload 1440 anyway, because I want people to be able to click on them and do a light box. Mm-hmm. And so I've chosen double res as sort of my thing. So now if you go and with a high DPI screen and look at my site, not every image, I only did a few of them. Like you can go back and redo all of them or you could just do them from now on. And that's kind of what I've done. Mm-hmm. And the the stuff. So when things are in posts now, they look really good. Even on my monitor, they don't look that great when you zoom in because it's zooming in and sort of just spreading out those pixels, you know? Right. Right. Um, what, what would you consider a minimum, let's say, uh, long end dimension to, to have this plugin be worth it. Probably around where I am or 15, 1600, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, which mm-hmm. means your picks, your, your stuff's bigger. It's true, you know, and, and if bandwidth or whatever is an issue and, you know, you brought up the argument of now artists are going to have to put up these high res things. And that is dangerous from them from a, from a stealing point of view. Sure. I mean, and, if you're putting up a, a, a 2,500 pixel wide image, right. Well, it, there are those who would print that and it would be perfectly fine to them. Yes. Yep. True. And the problem is, is that this is the direction this is all is heading and it's not going back in the other direction, you know? Right. In three years, this will all that's every screen will be like this. Right. You right. Know? So uh, while I, while I understand and agree with your concerns, I think it's sort of a moot point Luddite kind of thing. It's like, well, we can't go back. You know, um, and as far, as far as like from a content creation standpoint, like my friend Craig, who does type stuff, oh, you open up it's illustrator. Amazing. It's like working on a, on a, on a print. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing. Like so, glass. Right. Yeah. And this is only 180 DPI essentially the screen, like the, when the, when the, everything works out. So you could buy the 32 inch for $3,500, you know, the Dell makes Dell makes a similar one. That's 30, 30, 31 and a half or 32 inches. And you could probably almost use that at, at native resolution, you know, mm-hmm. but so really you're, you're, you've got four times the pixels, but you've only got two times the density. Uh, well, you get two times the density in both directions though. So you still right. have four times the pixels. Okay. Right? It's okay. Two by two. Now, the only downside that I've found using it as is, um, which is to say at, at, at 1080p quadrupled, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that in, in say, uh, Photoshop, um, I can't fit as much. If I have the curves thing open to where I want it, I can't fit as many layers in my layer pad. Cause I lost some vertical real estate. If you understand what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. the interface is bigger because I'm at 1080p quote unquote. You see what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is not a big deal. It's and and I think within time I will find a way to do um the sort of uh uh the other the the, the twenty five sixty by whatever like do the do the the rendering differently, you know, so I can mm-hmm. get more real estate. Um, but it is really nice looking at my work and knowing that I'm seeing sort of what it will look like on print. And I yeah. think that'll workflow wise, it's pretty amazing. Um, so anyway, fifteen hundred bucks or fourteen hundred bucks. I think I paid fourteen hundred dollars with tax, with a five year next day replacement warranty. Um, and the arm. So the arm. Have you ever had one of these arms for your monitors? I have not, but one of my friends has got a. He's got two of them. Yeah, the, the, with the articulating two screens with the articulating arms. And yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. This is the coolest thing. It's like it was eighty bucks extra to get this arm, and I read sort of mediocre reviews of it after I ordered it, saying, "No, you don't want the Dell one because it's really hard to put together and whatever it is." I put it together just fine, and it works great. Um, mm. So yeah, screws on, and it's so nice because I can push my monitor all the way back against the wall, or I can pull it all the way forward. And have it up high, but I can still have my keyboard and stuff underneath it because the stand's not there. Right, right. You know and I mean? This is the one that just clips onto the back of your desk. It clips on the back of the desk, yep. and it yep. you know, and and it it goes up and down. It tilts, it turns. It you know what I mean. Um, you can uh, swivel into portrait. Uh, yes, it can swivel into portrait. Nice. Although Mac OS won't let me show this screen in portrait yet. I haven't quite figured it ah, out. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so there's little, there's little. So things. maybe not quite ready for prime time, but close. This is not ready for your mom. But it's, but if you're a tech dork, yeah, you can figure it out. Yeah. If if you've built your Hackintosh, then this this is not a big deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just that, that's my, that's my 10 minute review. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I, I said, I put a tweet out the other day. I said 200% is the new 100%. -hmm. Because if you zoom into a hundred percent in Photoshop, what you're seeing is like, if I zoom into a hundred percent, my portraits fit the width of the monitor. Oh wow! I can fit the all every pixel in the monitor. Wow, one to one, one to one, which is like pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But the problem with that is that if you really want to get in, the pixels are too small. So it, to do really, really, really close up work, you actually have to zoom into two hundred percent, which mm-hmm. looks exactly like one hundred percent used to look. Wow! Right? Because it's you know so post would would you would you grab some screenshots of a, a like. Photo full width and then zoomed in to maybe 200% or, you know, 100%, yeah, 200%. but I don't know how they're going to – how would they translate to a screen that's not retina? You can't see it. I just want to see oh, okay. what you're seeing. Yeah, sure. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's pretty cool. Uh, and the monitor arm was really cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, Hey, and Heather, for Christmas, we don't really exchange Christmas presents. Um, but she she bought me – uh, something that is very cool for the show, which is, uh, you're looking at it right now, right? This thing right here. Sheets of cyanotype in a, in a bag, like in a light proof bag. So you can make cyanotypes without having to do the chemistry yourself. Like little, yeah. Like little cyanotype Five uh, by photo, seven, photogram. Like, type yeah. Things. Like already ready to go now. Well, yeah. Photogram or print negatives on transparencies and you could do prints. Ah, Okay. So I actually ordered some uh, transparencies. I got them yesterday. I haven't yet done it because it hasn't been sunny enough. It's been like super gray here in New-, in New York the past few days and rainy. So I need it to be really bright outside to actually do this right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you want to start playing with alternate uh, – uh, what's it called? What's the word I'm Printing looking for? Printing methods. Yeah. Processes. Um, 
you could try this out. I think it's like 20 bucks for like six five by sevens or whatever. That's pretty it is. cool. Yeah. Wow, I thought you'd, right now. you'd probably try this out, right? Yeah. This is neat. Yeah. So, uh, huh, look at that. There you go. Cyanotypes it, it, in a box, it, it, essentially. And it comes with the, the chemistry and all that. Uh, all, apparently all you need to do is sit it out in the sun and then, uh, wash it away with water. No kidding. Look at that. Huh? Neato. Yeah. And uh, apparently the paper is light sensitive on both sides. So you could do two-sided prints. Cool. Anyway, just, uh, yeah, the prints can be tinted yellow or sepia by rinsing with common detergent. Huh. Look at that. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you do. Yeah. So I'm probably going to screw up the first few. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, but uh, pretty Neato. cool. And yeah. apparently the people who uh, sell it are on uh, Washington Street in Brooklyn, which is like within walking distance of my house. Get which out. Is, yeah, which is kind of cool. I just looked at that in the back. Uh, hey, what do you think about these Shackleton photos getting found? Did you see this? I did see this. That's pretty cool. They're like 100-year-old uh, uh, photos from an expedition to the Antarctic. Yeah, scary. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to go there now, let alone <laughs> you know a did century you, ago. Did you see that a ship got stuck in ice flow down there? And they sent in an icebreaker to get to the ship that was like stuck in the ice and the icebreaker itself got stuck in the yeah, ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they were going to yeah. send in another icebreaker yeah. to get to the first Confidence icebreaker. is low. <laughs> Repeat. Confidence is low. <laughs> you know that's hardcore. When the icebreaker itself yeah. gets stuck in ice. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Though. Captain was, standing on the bridge. Well, this is a fine mess. So they were just standing. In, these things were just sitting like in a box in a hut or something. I guess that's what, yeah. Un, according un, to the thing. Unprocessed from what I understand. They were exposed, but not processed. Uh, New Zealand's Antarctic heritage trust found the negatives in an expedition hut from captain Robert Falcon Scott's failed 1912 quest to become the first man to reach the South pole. The photos were taken during Ernest Shackleton's 1914, 1917 Ross sea party, another failed exploration whose members were forced to live in scott's hut after the ship blew out to sea <laughs> womp, 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 hey, hey, womp. hey boss is, isn't that our boat yeah <laughs> hey boss anybody got a trombone on this thing <laughs> <laughs> um but you know here's the thing that kills me it's like they find these things in a box let's say that they're not processed yet right so they need to get they're just negatives right does, does somebody's like, hey, what are these things? He opens them up. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. ruins them. Do not open. Yeah. Yeah. What hey, do you mean do not open? I can open a pictures. A light tight box. Yeah. I wonder what's inside. Yeah, exactly. Right? Can't you see it? <laughs> um, open up that camera. See if there's film. Oh, God. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that, like, most people are real idiots when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, see hopefully. See if it's still good. <laughs> yeah, see if it's still good. <laughs> Yeah, what's he got in there? Kodachrome? Uh, so anyway, I just they're pretty amazing. Though. We're going to put a link in the show notes. So great. They're pretty cool pictures. Yeah, they're neat. Uh, it's What's kind of funny uh, that I find funny about them is that except for the crazy borders because the fact that they were, you know, glass plates or whatever, right? Right. Uh, is that the pictures that he took of uh, ice in the Antarctic – look exactly like pictures of people take of ice in the Antarctic now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Th that landscape looks exactly the same a hundred years later. There's just more ice then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and even the guys, like when they show the pictures of them, the ones where you really can't see the ship, it could be now. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like these guys have like these scruffy like hipster beards and whatever it is. The only one that gets me is the last one, which shows like this old wooden ship stuck in the ice. It's like, that's the ship you're going to bring? 1916, the best <laughs> you got is some like thing that looks like it's the USS Constitution. <laughs> you know? It's the, it's the Nina the Pinta and the Santa Maria? You took those to Antarctica? <laughs> no wonder you got stuck. <laughs> They would throw you overboard. <laughs> They'd be like, Wadman, yeah, this, this is what we're going yeah. in? Where's Bill? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? Hey, uh, one last thing before we get... <laughs> hey, what's this light type box? Hey, um... <laughs> sure hope somebody finds my picture someday. Um, hey, somebody, we were talking about books about... Uh, uh, Photoshop. Color. Yeah, Photoshop and color and whatnot. Yeah, so somebody sent in uh, this Dan Margolis book called Modern Photoshop Color Workflow, the Quarter Tone Quandary, the PPW, and other ideas for speedy image enhancement. Yeah, he, he likes the long titles, Dan. Apparently. You know this guy? Uh, I have the Canyon Conundrum, the previous one. Oh, right. Okay, so this is the same guy who did that one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Lab the problem color, is Canyon the Conundrum. used book costs $100. I know. Is this worth a hundred dollars? Uh, it is four hundred and eighty pages. It's it's big, and it's it's. I have heard really good things about it. You've heard if, good things about this one too. Yeah, yeah. I just I, it doesn't. You know. Yeah. I, I I'm probably not the person that, that would buy that. Yeah, I I may I may have to get anyway. I just wanted to mention it because it looks pretty cool. It is it is not one of the things that I've that I've read common to several of the reviews. It is not. For the, the heart. for the novice, it is it is right. very much an this is advanced. Somebody who understands Photoshop already. Yes, it yeah. is very much an advanced level of uh, a book. Yeah, you know, I I've used the zone system before, you know, and 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 a lot of these things sort of come down to these systems, but ultimately, in my experience, it's like you have black, you have white, you have everything in between, and you have curves that you're messing around with. Like maybe there's sort of, oh, if you go about it this way, this allows you to control this without messing with this or, you know, those kinds of ways. But ultimately, you're you're just doing the same thing different ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think there's there's a I think I think a lot of people want to know what to put the slider at. And it doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way, right? You know, what's what's the you know what's the ratio? What's the what's the magic? You know, yeah. It doesn't use your eyes. Yeah, use, what, what does use it look your like? own aesthetic? You know, the other day I was taking some of those pictures of that girl with um, I had a gritted beauty dish, and then I had the uh, uh, um, what's it called the um, ring light, mm-hmm. uh, as Phil, sort of the Dan Wintersy kind of thing. Sure, and. It worked, and it's funny because in general, my my uh, my ring light's too powerful to use at the distances that I tend to shoot at. So even all the way down, it's still too much for you know. I end up having to stop down to like f eight, and I don't like generally like the look of my pictures at f eight all the time, or at least that's not what I always want to do. And a few months ago, or actually it was probably a year ago now, I was at a I was at a uh, theater store, like a um, you know, like a theatrical supply type yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. Uh huh. And I bought a. You get you some Roscoe gels. I did. I well, I bought a sheet of four stop ND neutral density ah, okay. Okay. sheet, like a you know sixteen by twenty sheet of, sure. of 
neutral density stuff. And I, and I was always trying to think of a way that I could do it. And, you know, I ended up cutting out sort of a ring and sticking it inside, you know, in front of the, of the, um, there's like a diffuser that goes on the front. So inside the diffuser between the diffuser and the strobes bulbs themselves, I stuck this Roscoe stuff. That stuff's pretty good heat wise, right? Isn't that kind of why you buy it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, right. you know, it's, it's meant to be used on theater lights. Right. Okay. So really hot. Okay. So then it's, I shouldn't have to worry about, it. I mean, it's not touching any of the bulbs, but I, other than that, I shouldn't have to worry about it. Uh, I wouldn't think so. No. <clears throat> okay. So anyway, I stuck it in there and that pulled me down four stops, which got me down to like F 1.8 if I want, hmm. which I started playing with and I, she and I were talking, so I wasn't really working. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is that, uh, using a ring light as fill, the difference there's a quarter stop or a half a stop changes everything. The look mm. of it, you know, mm. it's very hard to dial in the fill to be just right so that it's not so little that it's not even worth it or so much that it looks like it just blasts the whole thing. It's very hard to dial it in and get it quite right. And if you're moving at all forward or back, the fill completely changes because the ring, the light is on, you know, it has to do with the distance between you and the subject. So it, it's it's a very difficult thing unless you're really locking down your camera on, say, a tripod and shooting that way. You know, right? Okay. Anyway, just okay. it was just it was just interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's the same thing. People want the answer. It's like there is no answer. It's just there's techniques, and you use those techniques to get what you want. Right. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it takes it, work. Look, there are there are resources out there if you want to know where to put the slider and what number to type into the box to get the result. There, there are resources out there, but what are you doing? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, what, what, what are we really talking That's about? That's paint they, by numbers. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go, you can go look at a Photoshop tutorial that'll show you how to composite a dragon into a wedding shot, but then how many times are you going to do that? Right. Right. You know, so, so what, what are you talking about? Could you send me a link to that? I <laughs> it's on your site. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I knew that sounded familiar. <laughs> hey, uh, who's our photographer of the week? You've been talking about this for like six weeks, so we're going to do it today. Oh, man. I got it. Ooh, this guy's good. I like Steve, Steve McCurry. Okay. I, I can't believe we haven't done him. Uh, the, the, first of all, Untold, if you haven't read the review yet on Faded and Blurred, go read it because it is, it is a – it's a superb book, uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, thank you to to Phaedon for sending me a copy of it to 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 review and read, and Must be it's nice. really good. Well, you know, juice, man. Um, it's really good, and it's got you know the stories behind how he created some of these things, and 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 the way the book is structured. Uh, uh, it'll give you a little back. It's it's part history lesson, part you know, getting in the mind of the photographer, and then part sort of <clears throat> monograph or portfolio. Uh, okay. uh, I like it a lot. Anyway, Steve McCurry, uh, you've seen his work. Everybody's seen Steve McCurry's work. You know that Afghan girl picture, that the famous one, right? The cover. If you of the... if you tell me that that's not a good photo, I'm going to crawl through. No, these no, no. Lines. I love the photo. Okay. But you know when he goes and finds the girl again th- 20 years later or whatever? Yes. You think that woman's been through some stuff? I think she has been through Holy the ringer. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, and and it, we'll put the links in the show note. There's a, there's a documentary, a National Geographic thing, uh, that they go and they find this girl. How uh, do they find and, her? I haven't watched this. Uh, it's asking a bunch of people. It's showing. Uh, They're like, do you know this girl? 
Yeah, basically. And they find I, I they found I wonder how gosh, many of the people it, had actually seen that picture before. Was it was it her brother? Was it her I, I can't remember now, but uh, really interesting interesting story. I almost how, wouldn't think that it was her when you see it. You're like, could that possibly, you know, well, there there were some faults. Uh, they had some people that came false forward positives. and said, "Oh yeah, th- yeah, false positive." Th- that came forward and said, "Yeah, I- I'm the Afghan girl," or "or this is the Afghan girl," and they went down to like looking at 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 the cornea of her eye. They would scan. Oh, they would the they would shoot these people the and stuff and then, that's in there. Yeah, they would compare. You know what's going on with her eyes and and look at her facial structure. Uh, it's very interesting. Did he shoot uh, the new one with film or digital? Uh, you know what? Now I don't remember. I think it was digital. Okay. I, it's just interesting. Uh, what is her name? She's got a really great name. Now I'm going to I'm gonna have to look for it. Uh, what is her name? That picture is sort of the poster child of Kodachrome for many years. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sherbat Gula? Yeah. <clears throat> wow, that's that's a hell of a thing. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you, this, you this look guy, at her now. Oof. Yeah. Hey, you know, we, we talked about uh, Steve McCurry shooting one of the last roles of Kodachrome. Yep. And there was the there's a Vanity Fair article and there's a little video. Uh, is the video in there too? I think so. We it's, have the video uh, in our old show notes. We'll find it. If, if yeah, there's here. a video uh, that, that talks about not only the, the, the last role, but Dwayne's, the, yep. the uh, lab that that uh, process, I think Kansas city, is that where they are? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, but this is a guy who, I mean, this, 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 this is a, this is an editorial guy, a stringer <clears throat> very much about, I mean, while he shot everyone and their brother inside of the Western world, I think the, the stuff that people best, best know of him is in places that the average person isn't going, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know. I've liked his work for a long time, but I didn't know the lengths until I read this book, the lengths that he went to to get some of these shots. Yeah. You know, uh, sort of embedding himself with the Mujahideen uh, and, and, and going into these conflict zones, you know, sometimes in disguise, sometimes with, with you know, with papers, sometimes without papers. You got to want it. Yeah. And I mean, I mean we've talked about these guys amazing. before where it's almost to the point where these people have a death wish, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like you're crazy. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you it's trying a, to prove? Here? It's a picture. Yeah, but then exactly. the other side of that is it's a picture. Yeah. And that picture is world famous. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows that picture. Um, yeah. And I like the fact that McCurry still shoots, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in a way that a lot of these old time guys have sort of like, oh, you know, I'm going to go do my workshops and, you know, <laughs> write and, my books. Know, it's, it's interesting. He, uh, if you will put the show notes to the sartorialist as well. Sartorialist Scott Schulman inter- interviews him and he asks him about digital and film. And, and McCurry is very quick to point out, look, I- I'm not lamenting the loss of film at all. I love digital. Right. I love what it affords oh, me that in, gives in terms of options that are unbelievable for him. Yeah. 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 You know, he tells a story in, in Untold where, you know, he decided he was working at a, at a newspaper and he decided he wanted to go to India. So he, he, he takes his, 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 his paycheck and, and buys 200 rolls of, of film and off he goes to India. Right. Well, now you can do that on, on two cards. Yep. You know, and, and away you go. Yeah. Right. 
And it's, it's, you know, for, for people who are out in the field, for people like him who are travel photographers and people out in the field. And I mean, there's no question. I mean, the the advantages that are afforded and you know what, these guys are so good. It's, it's not about the tool, right? You know, it doesn't give Steve McCurry my little RX 100 and he's still going to take these pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it don't, it's not the, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, David Dushman just embarked on a, or or is, is embarking imminently on a, on a new trip and he's going mirrorless for the whole thing. Yeah. Now I, I I think there are advantages to certain tools, but I'm just saying that like, he's still going to get the pictures that look like his pictures, you know, Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. if I really had to, I could shoot with this and shoot magazine shoots with it. And they'd still look like my pictures mm-hmm. because I have a certain point of view, you know, and that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. That's what you're trying to hone, you know, not your setup, but your eye, you know? Right. And I think I, th- that's what I like about guys like McCurry. Cause they're still, he's still humping it, you know? Yeah. And he's, he's patient. Yep. Yeah. He'll work the shot. He'll work a subject. He'll work a point of view and and it's one of the things that I'm that I'm really enjoying about this Magnum book, this this contact sheets book, is seeing seeing a photographer work an image. Yeah, you know, seeing what becomes visible as they're shooting, or or what becomes clearer. And I'm not talking about focus, but what becomes clearer as as the the, the subject or the point of view of the photograph. I, yeah. I miss seeing that about not having contact sheets anymore. Yeah, and you know what's interesting too about contact sheets like that is where if somebody knows they only have 12 pictures or 36 pictures, right. That they generally move from wider and they move closer in. And mm-hmm, it's like they're mm-hmm. refining, 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 refining within, within the role. Yeah. And that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, to watch. I love seeing that. Uh, you, you just posted. In fact, so. that would be a good exercise. Um, yeah, I posted, well, you know, I think it was Alan or somebody else asked if I could show like a whole shoot. Just yeah. to see what it what it see, looks and like, I, and I love seeing that. I love seeing. Now you go. Oh, well, wait a minute. This is interesting. Here, now do this. Do this. I'm going to move here, and and you get to see. You know, so many so many photographers are so concerned with well, how do you light it, or how do you post it, or how do you process it, or how do you blah, and it's like, well, yeah, those things are important, but equal to that is what was the photographer yeah. himself or herself trying to see? Yeah. It's also interesting too, especially like looking at my contact sheet. I mean, this is me and her talking. We weren't really shooting for real, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but where there'll be three or four pictures that are very, very similar, but I choose one of them. Right. Why did I choose that one over the other? Why ones? did well, you choose that? There are little differences between them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? One, her eyes have the most little magic in them in that one or yeah. whatever it, it is. Right? It could be the sparkle in the eye. It could yep. be the placement of a hand. Exactly. It could be uh, the way the hair falls because she turned her head slightly and a little tuft of hair kind of came. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't, we don't know as, as, as the, as the viewer, what struck you about it. And, and again, that's why I like contact sheets to see what you didn't choose is, is just as important to me as what you did choose. Maybe assignment one should be, maybe we should put the assignments and the tips in on making pictures. And just do it kind of as a, as a, how would you do it? Do it as a WordPress thing? Yeah. Do a shared, do, you could do a shared gallery, I suppose. Well, I, I just mean that we can put up the assignments and put up the tips up there. And then the results we could always just have go on the group or whatever it is, but like, you know, have it public or people put in, can you put images in, in comments, discuss comments? 
If you allow it, you can. You know, maybe we could do that. I think, you know, it would be interesting first assignment would be take a subject, whether it's a person or an old car in your, you know, in your yard or whatever it is, and you have 24 pictures. Show me all 24 and how you changed over the course of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, spend, work a role. Spend, yeah, exactly. Work a role on one subject and show me the results. I like that. Do a screenshot of, you know, the thing in Lightroom or Aperture or Bridge or whatever. You know? Yeah. Um, that could be kind of fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, Steve McCurry, good stuff. I, is that book's really that good? I'll, I should get a copy? I think it's very good. Okay. Um, the, 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 the only niggle I have with it is I don't like two-page spread images in books. Yeah, you've always had an issue with that. Either gatefold it so I can fold it out or make it smaller and do it landscape. But, but don't, don't make me lose or have to crack the binding open to see where it comes together. I don't like that at all. That's just personal to me, though. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to complain about? <laughs> before we wrap up the years or any other thing else you yeah, want to get in there you want to bitch about under, under the, the line <laughs> hey uh side note uh yeah. friend of the show carl taylor has released his fashion scape oh yes 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 DVD DVDs. Set, uh and and was kind enough to send uh, a, a, a copy to bill and i yeah uh, go go watch this go go check it at carltaylor.co.uk um, he's, got some, he's got some photo. examples up there, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's got there's some teaser stuff up there. Uh, he also posted a, a, a 30 minute video showing different lighting modifiers. If, right. Uh, you know, you want to see. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that next week because yeah, we'll talk I, about. I've next been week. taking a, a sort of a week off of work, but on Thursday yes. I'm going all in. I'm gonna watch the DVDs. I'm gonna watch the video. Bill, Bill's getting back in the saddle. I'm gonna be back in the saddle on Thursday. <laughs> you know what it is? My partner's been home for the last week, so yep. we're having a little bit of a staycation. Uh, I like that word, staycation. You never heard that? I never heard that. Oh, it's good. We're having a staycation. Staycation. I like that. Yeah. I um, like steak. <laughs> oh, I'm having steak tonight. <laughs> it's going to be good. Hey, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you know, next year or whatever, uh, yeah. uh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Uh, or the brand new Twi- contact thing, too. Don't forget that. What's that? Oh, the yeah, brand yeah. new contact on yep. the show notes. Yeah, if you go to if you go to five by five TV slash OTP, you can find our show notes for each episode. And uh, if you want to get a hold of Jeffrey on Twitter, it's at uh, Tennis Ball Walker. <laughs> and- oh, that would be great! <laughs> oh, that would be great! <laughs> <laughs> and on that, Bill Wadman and. Uh, <laughs> Anything else you want to say before we wrap up this year? Ballwalker.com. <laughs> hey, uh, I think we should really sincerely, though, uh, thank everyone for uh, listening. And we, we Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We, we couldn't do it without you. And uh, we love uh, this community that we've built here. And it's probably the best thing Jeffrey and I have going in our lives is all of you. So uh, thank you very uh, much. That, that, that's, that is not a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But uh, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next year. Yeah, thank you for listening, guys.